0: already in the comic game, or a comedy nerd, Behind the Bits is the show for you. Now, let's get Behind the Bits.
1: ABTP Buddies, thank you for tuning in. Today I've got Neil Rubenstein, who is a comedian from Oklahoma. Neil does a combination of headlining opening for different comedians and also opening for musical acts. Musical acts are starting to bring comedians back. I did a deep dive into Neil before we started. I really, really enjoy his comedy and the fact that he can go in and out of his act and interacting with the audience. We talked about that quite a bit. He's just uh very masterful at it. He's won lots of comedy competitions and placed in a bunch more including the World Series of Comedy Pittsburgh Satellite, he got one, first place in 2018, first place in the World Series of Comedy, Boston Satellite. Watch his comedy. I, I just think he is totally masterful at what he does. He's he, Like me, he's a big guy, and... Yet, he doesn't have that big guy attitude. He's very in tune with his audience, and he's really, really there to make them laugh. And I really enjoy his pacing and just just everything about him. Uh, this is a great episode. I interview a lot of folks, and I like them all, but some of them I think I could hang with. And uh, Neil is one of those guys that I think I could hang with. So check it out. It's a good one, and thanks for listening. It's Neil Rubenstein. Hi, Neil. How are you? Hi. I appreciate nice you being job. on the show.
0: I appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah. Tell me before anything, uh how big of a Brack fan are you?
1: Uh pretty big.
0: <laughs> Do you have sit nam on your knuckles big? No,
1: I'm not that big. I'm not that big. Uh but uh yeah very
0: very rare that someone uh I can show that to someone and they understand what it is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, rare. Yeah, I got to get a Zorak too and uh yeah. so I can complete the trifecta, but I I don't think that Adult Swim has ever really beaten Space Ghost. They they've got some great stuff, but I think Space Ghost was their Mona Lisa.
0: Yeah, I mean, I the the brack show for me was just and that that I feel like that era cuz that era they had um Venture Brothers was starting, and Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Uh-huh, yeah. And I feel like those are just three very different, three very great. I want to say uh, um, that Metal Apocalypse, Apocalypto, whatever it was. Yeah. That was like right around then. Yeah. I want to say maybe Tom Goes to the Mayor was right around then. Yeah. That was a good, uh, they had a good run. But yeah. that Brackfield, man, that's.
1: Yeah, and when that when that stuff came out, Space Ghost and the Brack Show, that was I was raising kids at the time and they were little, so I had to really pick and choose what I watched. So it was pretty much that in the X Files and Twin Peaks. So that that's really all I could fit into my life. And so I and since then I've rewatched X Files probably, I don't know, three times all the way through the series. And Twin Peaks I rewatched seasons one and two with my uh wife because she'd never seen it we did that recently but yeah that's that's the that's the only way i really experienced nostalgia is through those old uh, tv shows
0: yeah i uh i watched too much tv i still watch too much tv um yeah yeah adventure was killer
1: so i've been Watching you know, your clips, and I, I listened to your uh, EP that's um, still on Spotify for some reason. Uh, <laughs> you. You're one of the comedians that didn't get uh, kicked off of Spotify, so uh, mm-hmm. congratulations on that. One of the things that I really like about you is your ability to be in your act and then either acknowledge or interact with the audience. I don't want to call it crowd work because I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't call what you do crowd work because it's a real genuine interaction that you have with people. And then you go back in, you're able to get back into your act. I, I wanted to talk about that a little bit because I, I think you're pretty masterful at it. Is that something that you learned or is that something? is that just the way you are?
0: Fuck, man. Uh, Scott Curtis coming out hard. Yeah, Literally, I do I deep
1: dives, baby.
0: Uh, first of all, thank you for saying nice things. Um, <laughs> I would say that I just... So what I tell, like, and I, I, I'm a newer comic. I still feel like I'm learning. I'm, I'm, I I'm. feel like I'm very new. People will be like, ooh, but I feel very new. Um. But what I say to newer comics is the reason we're the reason we ended up doing comedy is because someone in our life was like, you're funny. Uh-huh. You should try standup.
1: Right. Yep.
0: In, in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm painting with broad strokes, but someone said, Neil, you're really funny. You should try standup, whatever it was, whoever it was. So when I talk to new comics, I'm like, try and capture that. Everyone's everyone talks about, trying to find their voice or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just trying to be you trying to be yourself.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so I really do try to just be the funny guy that you hung out with in the car on the way here. I want to be that on stage because that's, I I mean, I've made friends that stay with me for 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's something there. So why not try and just be like why wouldn't I want to be like that with everybody?
1: Right. Right.
0: So there's, I mean, there's a little bit more like rehearsal to it where it's like, well, this is a bit I'm going to tell, but I'll, I'll adapt that bit to what we're doing. Like,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, the, 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 the joke about being, wishing I was lived in a small town doesn't have to be. I wish I was in a small town. It could be like, Hey, this town is that town or, Hey, I just drove through that town. Right. You know, like it doesn't, uh, the truth is still the truth regardless of the framework.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I understand that. And one of the, one of the other things I like about, I mean, when you watch your act and when you listen to everything you have going on in your life, you are, I, I want to say this nicely, you're somebody who is uncomfortable in your own skin. You are, you, you've got the anxiety, you, you've the depression, you've got everything that most comics have. And yet you take that and you stay that way when you're on stage and yet you're comfortable on stage. So you do you know how and you've seen enough comedians to know that people who are in the same state of mind as you sometimes they get on stage and they get so inside their head that they are coming across as something less than a than, than a good comedian, I guess. They are they're they're not they get so wrapped up in how they're presenting themselves. They're not uh, genuine. So you are, you've got everything, all your baggage that comes on stage with you. And yet you seem genuine when you're up there. Does that make sense? Uh,
0: Yeah, I think uh, so. Like uncomfortable in my own skin is like a, because i think that like the human condition allows us to be multiple things at the same time
1: mm-hmm.
0: so like i have the depression and the anxiety and the social awkward like please love me i just need love yeah <laughs> but also <clears throat> i know that i i've done cool things <clears throat> oh my god I've done cool things and I know that I'm like a, a, a fun, cool guy to be around.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I don't mind, like I don't mind presenting my anxieties because it makes me what my friends want to be around. Right. So that's fine. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like it's like, um, you know, when people say uh, you have a guilty pleasure,
1: yeah, you
0: know, yeah. like, oh, oh, you like Rob Thomas, so that, that's a guilty pleasure. No, <laughs> it's not a guilty pleasure. It's a pleasure. If I like it, it's because it's
1: cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: Me, just by me liking it makes it cool. Right. So I don't believe in, like, the guilt. So I feel like it's the same thing. Like, just because, yeah, like, I have anxiety. I have depression. I'm an emotional guy. I cry.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That doesn't make it not tough, because I'm a tough guy. Uh-huh. So... This is part of what being a tough guy is, right? You know, whatever the, you know, whatever the thing
1: is. Yeah, you remind me a little bit of Richard Lewis when you're up there. You've got you've got a lot of, lot of the same. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretty much spit my life out here on stage. So you've got an, you're brave enough to do that, um, and yet you do it in a way that. I guess it doesn't necessarily push most people over the edge of either a feeling sorry for you or b being offended uh, in some way, and I think that takes a lot of self awareness. And I, I think that I, I guess that seems to be what I see up there is somebody who's very self aware and confident enough in what they're doing that they can they can bring up all the things that are going through their heads and in their lives.
0: I mean, I'll take it. Uh, I definitely, I, I definitely agree with the honesty thing. Like, I ju- like, yeah, whatever is going on is what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the day my wife left me, the jokes about how out of my league I was mm-hmm. with her, I just. Changed the, pers- like, well, now, uh, see, I told you. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, it was, like, I mean, that week, like, I didn't have to, like, go back in the tank and, like, figure out those jokes. It was just, like, oh, my wife? Nope. My ex? That, like, that's it. So, uh-huh. you know, like, uh, if that makes sense. I don't know, I
1: think Yeah. Yeah, it really I does.
0: I think I was answering the question.
1: Yeah. Now, I, um... I I listened to the last time you were on um, Red River. I I actually listened to that while I was driving today. And there was something that was brought up that I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into because you talked about starting in 2007. (laughs) And you went 2007 to 2009. And you said at the end of that run, you found out that you sucked. And yeah. you walked away for a while. Can you expound on that a little bit?
0: Well, uh, and how? I, th- I mean, th- what? Like, yeah, like, yeah, I sucked.
1: Yeah. Well, h- how did you realize that you sucked? Uh,
0: just hearing other people's reactions and then hearing my
1: reactions. Uh huh.
0: Like, so I, I think some com- like I think comics will talk about this, where like a bad comic hears a little bit of laughter and is like, I got laughter. Yeah. And a good comic here is a little bit of non laughter. And is like, I didn't get enough laughter. Right. So I think that, I think that just happened for me. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how to behave or how to get better. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what kind of work to put in. And I, I, I just, tried this thing. I got like a smattering of laughter and some pats on the back. And because I had some things going on in other facets of entertainment that Mm -hmm. I was able to get some opportunities I didn't deserve and didn't work hard for. And it's all the same things that I'm, you know, I try not to resent other people for getting now, you know what I mean? Like I learned valuable, valuable lessons. Um, And I, I think that, that I just, I, I heard, I, it switched for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I heard, I heard a little bit of laughs and I was like, Oh, this is, I can do this. And I got a little bit of reward and I was like, I can do this. No big deal. This is easy. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then one night, day evening I tanked and I was like, that sounded bad. And then that's all I could hear from then on out. I mm-hmm. was like, oh, there's um, there's that graph. It's like we all start with incompetent confidence. Yeah. And then we go and we're like, now we're in now we're not confident because we recognize our incompetence.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And then we get competent, but we still have that, oh, I'm not good yet. Lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. And then finally we get to this confident, competent part of our lives. Right. And that's when I think that's when you can start getting good and start figuring things out. And I think that first go at this, I wound up in that in unconfident, incompetent. Mm -hmm. So when I restarted, I was confidently no i was not confident i was confident that i was incompetent
1: right right
0: <laughs> no. which i don't know if it was on that graph i don't know where on that thing is
1: yeah so what did you do to change your act to feel like you were competent Did you start at square one? Did you just start I started completely? Yeah,
0: I started at square one, just started going to mics. Uh-huh. I took a couple of classes. I, I'm a big advocate of a class. Okay. I, I, I know that there's a lot of like uh, snake oil salesmen out there. Yeah. And a lot of, of sheisty characters. A lot of people that are going to try and sell you a product that's not whatever. I will say if you're starting out or, I mean, not even just starting out, I think first five years, you can always learn from someone better than you. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And if someone better than you is offering a class, what's the harm? What's the harm in spending six Wednesdays in a, you know, in a rental rehearsal space to like be able to pick this person's brain,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, someone who's done last comic standing or someone who's, you know, on, Whatever you know, or someone who used to book Carolines, or whatever the thing is,
1: right?
0: You know, you you can you're gonna learn from people, and and that's the other thing. I think a lot of I, I just got into it today, not into it because I I yeah I, I was I was like ah down out, but <laughs> there's like all these forums on on Facebook, you know, comics looking for this advice or whatever. And someone said, oh, how do you feel about this with no intention of hearing anyone's fucking point of view just so they could say their point of view? Yeah. Um, and I forget that that's what that is. So sometimes I get caught up and I'm like, oh, well, that that's fine. Like, So the, the topic was feedback mics. Mm-hmm. And I it was like, all right, well, I don't know that I'm the demo anymore, but I still find value in any feedback. Any feedback is that would be feedback. So, if that's what's going on, and I, you know, I can learn from people that are not necessarily comics. I can learn from, you know, whomever because they're an audience member. You, you understand comedy, you understand comedy. It's, uh-huh. not, it's not, we're not roofers, we're not rocket scientists, we're <sighs> just telling jokes. Like, you know what's funny? Farts are funny. Farts are always going to be funny. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, do I say a fart or the fart? Or is it the farts? Yeah, Is it a multiple? Like, was it just, or do I just say fart? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. like yeah, there's a science in there, but I mean, ultimately we're talking about fart jokes here. Yeah. You know, like, not, what was I saying? The <laughs> so well, point there's... is that you can find value in a lot of people's opinions.
1: Yeah. Even
0: even if you think that I made that mistake once, I made that mistake once I saw someone was posting a class, uh, it was offered free to me and I was like, oh, I'll do it. Cause the other people in the class are great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I did the class not expecting that the moderator would have any valuable input and they ended up having some of the most insightful input I've ever heard and uh-huh. they're not comics they just worked at comedy clubs their whole life and yeah. they just get it and it's like oh yeah what like who am i to think that i couldn't value i couldn't get value from someone else's thoughts like if i really hate it if i really disagree i can just brush it off whatever it's not, uh, uh-huh. not close to me. and like even when i get like when i give advice to people cuz in the band in the music industry i I would like to take people under my wing every now and again. And it would be like, I would say, I'd be like, ignore me, ignore me today. Forget what I said. I'm the only one telling you, forget it. You don't like it, forget it. But when you hear it again from someone else down the road, remember that I told you first, mm. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? And that's really like, that's really how I take everything too. Like someone says it once. I'm like, ah, all right, yeah, I got it. You know, if I disagree, I'm like, oh, okay, well, but now, now my, you know, Bader Meinhof, you're like, uh, <laughs> once you hear it, oh, I now everyone's saying it. Everyone's been saying it this whole time. I didn't notice. Yeah. All right, okay, I, that's valuable input. Thank you. Let me get back to work.
1: Right. You know? Right. And that's another good thing that self awareness gives you. I think we're alike in the in uh, the fact that. You know, we don't ever think that we're a hundred percent right about anything, and we and we're we're always willing to uh, not only be wrong but seek out the the real answer and be better for it. and uh, And I think that's a good. It, it, it's you know, it's part of empathy. So I I, I think it's a good way um, for a comedian to be because not only not only do you know which advice is going to work for you and which isn't, but at, that advice may not work for you now, but it may work for you years down the road.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. 100%. When you're ready
1: to meet it, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 Like I don't, I don't, I don't have any answers. Mm. I'm trying to figure it out. Also, I know how I can get better. And so I just keep trying to get better. And then if I hear something, you know, and yeah, it totally, it totally is empathy because it's like um, the pronoun thing is a hot mm. thing. And it's like, you know, it may be confusing to some old timers or whatever, but it's like, all right, well, that's what's happening now. And I don't want to bum anyone out. So what's the, what harm does it do me to... All right, that's a day them now. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'll forget. Uh, don't get. I'm sorry. Right. But I'm gonna try and be better because it. What's that makes you feel better? I would want someone to do something to make me feel better. Yeah. I don't like being. I don't like being called a fat fuck. Stop calling me. Stop calling me
1: that.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, I will not <laughs> do that anymore. You know. I don't like being called she. Okay. Yeah. Then, all right. My bad. I'll do my best
1: right and and the way and and you do uh you do a pretty good bit on that that is um non-confrontational for like say i'm in huntsville so say say you're say you're in huntsville or you're even huntsville not so much birmingham say you're in birmingham at a club i think you could get away with that at a club in birmingham
0: so yeah huntsville's a little huntsville's pretty woke these days yeah um so, yeah, so, like, there's tones of it. So, I th- I think I know the joke you're talking about. And so, like, I, to me, the funny part about the bit is that I'm conflating gender and sexuality. Yeah. Which I know is not the same. Right. And I am purposefully com- conflating it. Yeah. Which I think is hilarious. Yeah. And I have found that... Um An ignorant crowd laughs at the wrong part of it,
1: right? Yep.
0: And a woke crowd gets offended at the wrong part of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, uh, uh, all right.
1: (laughs) That's that's really what that's what I like about that because it it plays for different audiences for different reasons.
0: You know what I find funny about, or one of the many things I find funny about the the construct that we have now of like the the ignorant room and the woke room and the whatever is
1: uh-huh.
0: is when you tell a joke that's like a stereotype joke, uh-huh. and the audience the audience is so not in on it that they just think you're saying a true statement yeah <laughs> is that like so like, yeah. like if i were to be like yeah you know i had to shave down my horns yeah <laughs> and then like out like in Enid, oklahoma i'll see someone be like i told you they had horns and it's like <laughs> what <laughs> when it was obviously a joke dickheads like we're yeah. not who's on a fucking horse <laughs> <laughs> like all right never mind
1: oh i love that
0: now i have a joke where i imply like uh indian people are smarter than white people
1: uh-huh
0: and i'll say oh and, you know he turns out super smart Name i'm rajesh and they're like occasionally and i don't mind that but occasionally you just get someone be like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Like, so nothing in what I said was absurd. That right. doesn't feel absurd you at all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you where to laugh. You laugh. Yeah. Laugh is the, then we won.
1: Right, right. Now, in this whole, I mean, there's, there's so many, um, uh, arguments going around about being canceled and cancel culture and stuff like that. Do you feel like comedians sometimes do that in reverse based on the room that they walk into and the city that they walk into, um, that they, they feel like they have to change for them. And then what it turns out is that they really didn't have to, because the, um, even though you're you're in the Bible belt or whatever um, you can you can you can find people who are of you know whatever faith Christian faith, Muslim what, whatever they are um, you can find people that are comfortable enough in what they know to laugh at it and and or what they believe to laugh at it and sometimes, you rob people of of great material because you feel like it's not going to land.
0: I think uh, I'm answering this question correctly. Um, not correctly. I think I'm <laughs> answering the, the correct part of the question. Uh, you're, you should want to be writing universal material. Mm-hmm um i think like there's like local references and stuff like that you can like take in take out you know maybe in one joke it's the hooters on yukon but by you it would be jack browns on main street mm. you know what i mean like uh, there would be a that situation to mm. it um I, I i think that's like a it's a slippery slope <laughs> It's a slippery slope once you start thinking, oh, this audience isn't going to like this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I think you, you just got to be true to yourself. I, I mean, there's a definitely an occasion where, to, where a lean-in mm-hmm. is unnecessary. Like, if you're worried that the all-lesbian crowd you're performing to tonight isn't going to like the transgender joke, you can leave the
1: transgender joke. Yeah.
0: Definitely don't only do transgender jokes.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You know what I mean? Cause yeah. your take is not going to be unless you have experience with it. Like yeah. your takes not going to be hot, hot enough.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You know what I mean? Like I've never lived as a lesbian.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I can talk about some sexuality stuff because you know, there's some struggles now and again, uh-huh. but I don't know what the lesbian experience is like. I can't do 20 minutes on being a lesbian. Uh-huh. I gonna lean into that right um on the other hand though like a redneck room will laugh at redneck jokes they
1: really will yeah
0: whereas a a left leaning room don't necessarily have good sense of humor about themselves right um i open for ashley gavin quite a bit mm-hmm. not quite a bit once in a while mm-hmm. i open for ashley gavin i would love to do it more uh, her audience is 100% lesbians. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I mean, literally I've done a show with her where I've been like, where are my heteros at? And like two people will be like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and I don't change. I don't take out anything. I don't add anything once in a while. If I think, if I think they're not loving me, maybe I won't do something that's like on the edge. Uh-huh. But that's just because if people people have to people have to like me quite a bit for me to sell a one arm lady joke. Yeah. Like to like, we're, we're, we're just not gonna get there together as a group if you don't already like me. You're right, You're gonna be like, oh, yeah, F this. Lady. Um so that has nothing to do with lesbian or redneck or whatever. That's just if the room's not feeling me, I have to close with something else.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um but yeah, I feel like I there's not a lot I will take out or maybe I won't do one bit of a one piece of a bit, but very very rare. I can't really think of any instances where I'm just like, oh, I'm not doing that joke. So, yeah. yeah I that. Like, you know, I did a biker bar and I did my biker joke. It didn't work. It didn't go over well. Mm-hmm. I thought they would think it was funnier than, you know, like I thought because I look how I look
1: yeah. and
0: have the experiences that I have that we would get along better. And we, they just, they were just too, like, they were just too tough to have a good time at their own expense, uh-huh. which is, you know, whatever I, my bad, you know,
1: Yeah.
0: but in general, yeah. Like, no, I'll, I don't think it's a good idea to be like, cause it's, it's code switching.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: just as bad as like going into a black room and start trying to talk like a black guy, you know, it's just like, Right. Yeah. I could have just listened the code switching. I need to explain what code switching was. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's funny you talk about, uh, you know, uh, uh, like a strong lesbian audience. Uh, this is totally unrelated, but uh, I went to see see Melissa Etheridge. Um, right after she came out. I think it was 88, 89, or something like that. And I was going mostly because Matthew Sweet was opening for her, um, and I'm a big Matthew Sweet fan. Huge Matthew Sweet fan. Yeah, and so basically what showed up at the Morris Auditorium there in South Bend was every lesbian in a 50-mile radius. And I was third row, and I was just surrounded with my brother by women, and they're all just showing the merch or just putting the merch up there like that. And she finally stopped and said, yeah, I know about that stuff because that's my merch. <laughs> it, it, it was, it was like every woman there wanted her. And, and it was just, it it, it was, it was kind of a neat experience to, to see that. And uh, Melissa was a little bit uncomfortable at all the, all the women kind of throwing themselves at her. <laughs>
0: So, uh, I, I like that makes me want to tell you two quick things. One, um, so Ashley Gavin, who I who I open for occasionally, um, every time I say it, it goes down like all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, occasionally, yeah. Once, <laughs> this woman Ashley that I have no friendship with that I met once, <laughs> uh, she has a bit about putting all the lesbians in an electric cage, like uh-huh. electric fence cage a man. And she's like, "Stop right there! Put me in the cage with the other lesbians." Like that's the uh-huh. joke. And then I saw there's like an Etheridge fest coming up,
1: uh-huh.
0: and the flyer is like Melissa Etheridge, Ani DeFranco, Indigo Girls, you name it. Yeah. And I sent the flyer to her, and I was like, "Is this the cage with the other?" Les- <laughs> <laughs> and Matthew Sweet, I did I did a meme recently where you know those like those Venn diagram memes. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, or like it's like basically now it's like the arm wrestler guys. It's a Venn diagram. Uh-huh. And uh it's uh, <clears throat> uh uh porn actresses and Matthew Sweet songs <laughs> and then starts with a solo. I love it. <laughs> I think that's funny. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I this is a very small audience that will get yeah, that Matthew Sweet songs all start with a solo. But
1: yeah, no doubt. And um Evangeline would be the star of that one. So yeah. Yeah. I like that.
0: Yeah, I I remember playing it for someone. I was like, every Matthew Sweet song starts with a solo. And they're like, what? And then I like put on both, both those first two records. And then even the new record.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: oh, all of them. 100% fun. Yeah. Every song starts with a solo. That first record, every song starts with a solo. And then I, and then I, I played the new one to be like, and he didn't stop. Like it just,
1: Yep. Yeah, blue Song sky on mars all, all, all the way through. Yeah, it's that that's his modus, modus operandi. He's uh Other. yeah, but I I I love him. I just I love I love uh poppy bands that have really dark undertones and and Matthew hits that.
0: Are you familiar with Motion City at all?
1: Yeah, yeah. I am.
0: I mean, they're, I mean, not similar in musical styles, yeah. but I mean that is all like that feels like all pop songs with a moog, yeah, and then like the lyrics are just about like killing yourself, arrow yeah. addiction, and, and <laughs> like brutal, yeah. Like, he's to me, he's a like he's a genius, yeah. Justin Justin Pierre is a genius,
1: yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I I look back at how long they've been around it. See Motion City Soundtrack at my age because I'm almost fifty eight. They they feel like a new band to me, but right. they they've been around for a while, and I I discover them usually probably ten years after they started. That's usually my when I find bands.
0: But that's great that you're like, you know, I feel like a lot of as we get older, we we settle into our routines.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, I really I find that I gravitate towards people who are still looking for new stuff. Yeah. Like I want to I want I want to know what's on TV tomorrow. I want to know what what a cool new band is, what yeah. the cool new comedians are doing. Like I, I I'm never I've I, I've never uttered, you know, The the expression, like, oh well, it's not the same as when I was. No, it's it's better. People have access to more. People are more talented. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I've actually, I've got a joke that I I want to run it by you because it's um, it almost universally gets me booed, and I it's it's basically me dissing Led Zeppelin, and so. What I do is I say, okay, boomers like me, we compare every band to Led Zeppelin. And if they don't sound like Zeppelin, we don't even want to hear them. And I'm like, Led Zeppelin's a great band. They, they're they a fantastic band. I've just listened to enough Led Zeppelin. I don't have to listen to any more because there's new music out there. And every time I do that, it's just like, oh, you've dissed the Led Zeppelin.
0: Yeah, no, I'll, uh, fuck Led Zeppelin. Um, <laughs> first of all, they stole all their stuff. Two, that's like a good the Led Zeppelin argument is so funny to me because there's that band Greta Van Fleet.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's Led Zeppelin too. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's like if you don't like if you like Led Zeppelin and don't like them, you're just being a prick. Like yeah. that is there. That's the same band, right? And also, like, oh yeah, fuck, dude, fuck Led Zeppelin. <laughs> uh, uh, I never. I never got into them and, I, and I've had arguments with like other like rock and roll people where they're just like, no, you gotta listen to this and, this, and it's like to me, it's like the secret menu. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's that good, put it on the main menu. Why is why is why is track one bad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why do I, I gotta be smart to listen to this? But no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, that's not for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I just uh, I've I've reworked that joke a million different ways and it just always falls flat. So I, you know, it's it's one of those jokes that you people bring are too out.
0: Precious about that, ba- people precious about that band.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's one you bring out when you want to really lean into your bomb. It's it's a great one to just really turn the audience completely against you.
0: Plus, your town is dumb.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you don't have near enough vape shops.
0: <laughs> you just have- Too many fast food places for how many lights you have in this town.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, one of the things, one of the things I really, that I notice about you is um, comedians really like to bring you on as their feature. Uh, So, some, some pretty, pretty big up and coming comedians like to have you as a feature. How do you, how do you position yourself as being a good feature?
0: Well, I so I just want to. I want to be what people want. I want to be what I want on the road with me. Mm -hmm. I drive. I take my job seriously. I'm good.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I service the show. So, like, it's it's their show.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be better than them.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm trying to like if I'm like let's say I'm out with. I've only worked with her once so far. I plan on doing more, but like, let's say I'm out with Adrian Appelucci. Mm-hmm. I know we got to prime, this audience for dark
1: mm-hmm.
0: because if, if the audience isn't expecting dark, if the audience isn't recognizing dark humor, she's going to have a really tough time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to lean in with the really, I'm going to lean in with my darkest stuff. I'm going to do leukemia and you know, my parents are dead. All that stuff, all mm-hmm. the fucking, all the tough stuff. Yeah. I'm going to do all of it because she needs the audience to be primed for that cuz yeah. if I come out and I'm like hey everybody we're going to have a goofy fun time and then she's like well <laughs> then she's like making fun of the vietnam vets you know what yeah. I mean people are be like what what <laughs> so that's important one right uh, yeah i think i'm fun to be around mm-hmm. i also like logistically i'm like cuz i used to tour manage mm-hmm. so like logistically like i have my shit together like i can plan a trip uh, you know, I I I can do the the the, the bullshit work that maybe some people don't want to do either. So mm-hmm. that helps too. I think sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I love that. That's the perception of me is that people like to bring me out. Mm-hmm. I wish more people brought me. Out. I would love it. Mm-hmm. I would love to just. Oh, I would. I want to be. I want to be on the road with people that I like to be on the road with. I would love it. Mm-hmm. It's just. I just yeah, just out there. Uh, yeah, that's a. It's important to uh, recognize what the what recognize what they need. Yeah, and then and and fill that need.
1: Right. Right. That's uh, and and that really leads into um, how busy you are. So I I see you know i see comedians that are saying that they can't find work and that it's really it's really tough out there and then i see your schedule and you're you know you're almost uh you're you're working pretty much 48 weeks out of the year and working hard all over the place how do you how do you position yourself to do that
0: that uh. I mean, uh, that's just—I uh, don't, I don't like want to say like—I I think there's a lot of different ways to do it. I don't think I did it the smart way at all, but I've made like a ton of sacrifice. Like my life is very pared down. Mm-hmm. Like, like my bills are very minor. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, I don't own anything. You know, yeah. like I have a couple of suitcases worth of clothes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everything I own is in this room right now. Yeah, it does not like I don't have like kitchen stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just like what's in this room is that's it. Uh-huh. And like now even like the bed's not mine. That's not mine. The desk's not mine. that thing's mine but that's it yeah (laughs) like like I just I yeah I I mean I don't I appreciate that people perceive it the way they perceive it Mm -hmm. but it's I don't know that it's enviable so
1: there's a sacrifice involved Yeah, of kind of kind of having a regular life.
0: Yeah. You can't have a regular. Cause like, even like, so I was with, I was married for a while. I was with the, you know, the woman I would love to have died with, Uh but like, how do you ask someone to be a part of this lifestyle with you? Uh Like that's super disrespectful. Like, Hey, I love you. Why don't you wait around weeks at a time while yeah. I go chase this dream that's probably not gonna happen? Yeah, you know, stay safe. You know, I like yeah. there are so many times where, like, I, I mean, this isn't comedy related, but this is lifestyle related. Mm-hmm. I was on a flight to Hong Kong, my ex had a had a um. Uh, an infection, an, an, an ear infection. Like, it, she got it and ended up in the hospital, and ended up like had to have surgery and whatever the whatever it was. All while I was on a plane, like I was oh. on an eighteen hour flight. Yeah. So she got the infection, had to get rushed to the hospital. Like, that's some shit. Like you should be there for. Yeah. Like. It would have been a huge help in her life if I had not been. And I mean, yeah, it was work. It was work related. It was like, you know, but still it's like, I don't know. You know, people talk about missing their kids bar mitzvah or their first words or whatever. That's, that's that, that's that lifestyle.
1: Right.
0: like, Like either you're built for it or you're not built for it, but even being built for it, like that stuff takes its toll where right? it's uh-huh. like, I can't ask. It's like, even now, if I like I date a little bit, but it's like, I can't, I can't ask you to get serious with me, you know? Uh-huh. And then, and then what? I'm on, I'm going on the road for seven straight weeks uh-huh. that doesn't come back through Oklahoma City. No. Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs>
0: you yeah.
1: Know? Right. Right. So, is there an end goal to working as hard as you are? Are you are you working towards something, or do you think the harder you work, the luckier you, luckier you get?
0: Uh, so I look at Nate Gatsy. Uh huh. Did you see his schedule recently?
1: Yeah, I've seen so- I've <laughs> seen him twice. I watched him twice on the same tour so that I could understand his pacing.
0: So he just added a bunch of dates. I saw his thing. And, uh, it's like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's gone this whole year. He's on tour this whole year. Uh-huh. So I don't know. What am I, what am I working towards? Yeah. You know, like,
1: uh, uh-huh.
0: like, to me, it's like, oh, it'll get easier. Touring will get easier. I can tour like Nate Bergatzi. Uh
1: huh. Yeah.
0: That's if I'm the best in the world. I can tour like best. if all the stars align uh-huh. and everything goes 100%. Turns up Neil. The best I can hope for is to tour like Nate Bergatzi.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, that's still all right. That's so. Then what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Look, I mean honestly when I think about like goals cuz success looks different to everybody. Uh-huh. It's just an easier time touring. I just wish I had an easier time touring. Yeah. That the 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 emails got answered quicker right. or you know the whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just about having an easier time touring. So yeah, no, there's no end in sight. Yeah. You know, cuz success is more touring. You know, maybe relationships and friendships get a little easier because I can bring people out with me if it's my show. Right. You know, if it's if it's the Neil Rubenstein uh, traveling bonanza, then yeah, the girl that I'm seeing can come, and you know, my uh, I can bring a friend as a merch guy. I can I can hire a merch person. I can hire a you know someone to just hold the cell phones and film us all day. You know, like I can. I have an editor or, you know, I can bring Dubin out so he can edit and do my art while we're on the road, you know? And, I, yeah. I'm, but that's, I mean, it's still, it's the same. Ultimately it's the same lifestyle. It's just easier. Yeah. But it easier is it easier Then there's more things, more plates in the air, you know, then yeah. it's like, well, now I got to worry about like, is the show we just agreed to do for Netflix? Like, do we have to work on that this week? While on the road you know what I mean? Like who's right. who's doing that? Who's taking care of that?
1: Well, that's that's the thing in comedy because you are you have to be present for all of that. No matter no matter what it is, it's you're the product, so you're the one that has to be there no matter how you get there. If somebody else drives for you or you're on a tour bus or you're flying or whatever whatever it is you are still the product so you are the one that has to show up when everything goes down you know when when you're and you've been in tv when when you're an actor you you have to be on set but you don't have to be front and center all the time it's only your scenes when you're a comedian it's all you Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, what am I doing, Scott? I, I'm not I putting doing? you in a dark place, am I? <laughs> I, mean, I, live in a, I live in a dark place.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, now you've you've been doing it long enough, and you are. I, th- I I think you're smart enough that that you watch other people. What do you look for in like a raw comedian? Oh, so so. When you when you do a club like you recently did Fort Wayne and I'm sure that there were um, guest spots and stuff like that. When you watch these comedians like doing a guest spot, what, what sparks you to say, hey, they could be something?
0: Oh, I mean, uh, all sorts of different things. Uh, yeah, all sorts of different. Because it could be, it could be a look, it could be a style, it could be a comfortability, it could be the writing, it could be the jokes, it could be the topics, premise selection. Mm-hmm. It could, it, like, it could be, you know, it could be anything. And really, same thing with bands. Like when you, like, I'll hear a new band, I'm like, yeah, that band's gonna be good. You know, <laughs> like, like yeah. yeah, that band's gonna be big. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's all different stuff. I, like I can't. I mean, I guess it's charm, like that it factor, the mm-hmm. charm. So, that's a that's a fun um what's the word for it? It's a uh like a little like a game. So, like I can tell I can tell when someone's going to be famous if we're in a public setting and they stand alone in the corner uh-huh. if it takes four minutes for there to be a group of people over in the corner, that person's gonna do well uh-huh professionally yeah
1: you know what I mean yeah because they're because they're literally, a yeah. Magnet. Yeah. literally yeah
0: and I think that's like a fun thing to do like, that's just like a fun exercise It's like you, like you go to a party. I'm going to, I'm going to stand in the corner mm-hmm. and see how long it takes for everyone to be like, Hey, what's up, man. And come over to me and mm-hmm. uh, be like, Oh, I must be giving off a thing today. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't belong at this party at all. Yeah. I'm going to <laughs> go take my, Zorak references elsewhere.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's so it's funny. Be- yeah.
0: <laughs> when I was talking about Lucy, Dora of the devil. they were like, oh, what? I'm like, you didn't see it? Oh, you got to see it. I'm like, showing it to my phone. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, get out
1: of
0: here. This guy got to know.
1: That's another thing I like about you. You're an outlier. You like what you like, and you don't care what anybody else likes and and I think that's an important thing especially in comedy because you know I see okay I see people that get all caught up in um, say Star Wars so you're either a fan or you're not a fan and I'm not a fan and people who are Star Wars fans don't understand how I can't be a fan and you know I'm also, I I don't care about the Marvel universe or any of that stuff. I'll go see a movie and I don't really care that I don't know what it's connected to. And I didn't see the other movie and all that kind of stuff. But, and I feel like you're the same way, especially on music and stuff like that. You, you like what you like because you like it. um, Not because a whole bunch of other people said you should like it.
0: Right. For sure. In that sense. Yeah. But I'm a fan of the zeitgeist. Like I like to know what I like to know what's being batted around out there, so I can yeah make the references and and, and understand that I want to understand the references too.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I like what I like for sure. But uh, I, I like I like to hear what other people like. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Like, um about uh i forget who it was this is going back a long time but uh listening to someone talk about something they're passionate about
1: mm-hmm.
0: is awesome it is and, yeah. and i don't care what that topic is mm-hmm. if you're like super passionate about like peanut m ms mm-hmm. i'm like i want to hear tell me more about how the Tell me more about it than is. Let's right. go. Yeah, Let's get into it. Or you're like, oh, you know, you're like amazed by rocket propulsion. Yeah, well, I could definitely learn from you. Like, tell me about rocket. Yeah, is that even the word? Propulsion, yeah, propulsion.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, my, my my son actually is a rocket scientist, so that is a word. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you're yeah, Huntsville. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I and. It, it, it is Logan. really cool, and that's really one of the reasons I started this show is because when I get people like you on that are passionate about what you do, it, that really comes through, and anybody can learn from somebody who's passionate about what they do.
0: I, I agree. I, I, and like I said earlier, like I think anyone can – you can even take away something from a bad take.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Whether it's well, I'm not gonna listen to that. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna trust that guy. I'm not gonna, not gonna, not gonna work here anymore. Or, you know, uh, oh, that was that was an interesting view. I would never have, I would never have come at it from that angle. Yeah, like we're so far apart. I would never have thought. You know, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now,
0: like the longest, winded, possible way. Yeah, <laughs> what do you, yes.
1: what, do you yeah. your, uh, what do you think is your, what uh, do you think is your the biggest mistake you've ever made that you've recovered from, and how did you recover from it?
0: Uh, personally or professionally, it can be either. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass. <laughs>
1: You, you, you can do professionally uh, professionally
0: quitting when I quit. okay Quitting when I quit. I, I'm not uh, I'm not a regret guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not a like you know wish I could do it over, but uh, if I hadn't quit, if I had just tabled it, And, like, regrouped, I didn't have to... I wouldn't have had to have taken it so seriously. I could have figured it out. And then when I did get back into it, I would have been so much further along. Mm -hmm. Um, Or when I did discover my passion. Like, because I was always. I mean, I've always been a huge fan of stand-up, so it's not like I rediscovered a passion. But it was like... I, I developed a respect for it I hadn't had previously. Mm-hmm. And so if I had just, instead of just quitting, if I had just maintained, but then maybe I wouldn't have ever discovered the respect for it. So uh, yeah, I don't know, man, maybe, maybe yeah. not.
1: Yeah. I'm like you regret. That's
0: why I don't, that's why I don't, that's why I really, don't really do regret stuff. Cause it's like, yeah. well, it, would be, it would be so different. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's uh, you know not taking the the this thing or taking the this thing. Yeah. You know where it's like oh, I don't even realize that that was a mistake, but it was too soon, too early, too soon, or mm. the other thing was
1: out. Yeah, I'm with you. I feel like regrets just rob you of the time that you have on Earth, and it's just not the it's not a good thing. I love the
0: well, I love the killer life, man. I've yeah. Done so much fun stuff. I, I I mean the amount of times I did what I didn't want to do. Yeah. I mean, nobody has my track record. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Oh yeah. So i I'm, whatever. Whatever happens at this point. Yeah. We say uh, everyone's got a different version of this, but we say for the ferret. Uh, yeah. A bunch of my friends got in trouble for stealing a ferret, Yeah. and then they could have gone to jail, and they didn't. And so now every time anyone says, like, a parking ticket, it's like, yeah' it's for the ferret.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoy finding somebody like you who I find interesting – but I don't really know, and then I just do a deep dive and totally stalk you on the internet and find everything I can about you. And then you come on, and I, you know, I feel like you know, I feel like you get a little bit of a connection, and, and both of us, uh, both of us, take away something. And the funny thing is, is, is this is, um, this goes on my Facebook page, and I'm friends with John Poveromo, who I met through doing the po- podcast. He was a guest on the podcast, and heard? he just writes underneath it love Neil and and mm. it's just it's just really neat to make these circles cuz I don't make the connections naturally sometimes I don't see where the connection is but then when it comes around and I see it I think it's really cool and I I really appreciate what you do and and the fact that you yeah you know, you're unique and and the your act is it, it really draws me in and i know it draws the audience in and i i can't imagine i, I can imagine seeing you live would be so much better because when i'm wa- watching your videos i'm leaning in and i'm like yeah i, I get where this guy's coming from so <laughs> i i really appreciate you being on the show it's been it's been a really really good talk
0: thanks man no thanks for having me i i yeah thank you so i can't i mean you like you say nice things
1: yeah <laughs> Well, I only, I only have people on that I want to say nice stuff to. I work it that way. Um, now, um, where can people find you when they want to see your schedule and just uh, find out what you're doing?
0: Piece of shit. You know, <laughs> uh, so I try to update the website as often as I remember to. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least once a week, I'll update it. Uh, that's there, newrobenslee.com. Mm-hmm my instagram too i i update it pretty rarely at new rubenstein yeah i mean i guess right now the best thing to do is just follow me on instagram and at some point i'll have the other things at some point because <laughs> i do like i have all the other things like i you know that you go yeah like please go subscribe to the youtube like yeah. use that and, or the patreon i could definitely use that but
1: uh-huh.
0: ultimately it's like yeah follow me on instagram you'll see what i'm up to you'll see where i'm going i post dates and flyers and clips and sketches and whatever the what all the things that they make you do
1: yeah there's good stuff on your youtube for sure and uh and yeah, as far as social media goes i just found out i just got to pick one because i can't do all of them i just i just went to instagram and that's that's really the only thing i work very hard but man, it's it's really been nice to g- get to know you. I hope uh you know if you ever come through Huntsville that you uh look me up so we can have lunch and and uh get to know each other even better.
0: Can I can I can we end on like a really dark note?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: So where I want to end my life is on the Tennessee River, just outside of Huntsville. Ah, okay. Well, so. <laughs> When you see it on the schedule, it could be could be bad news. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not going to push you that way. But so.
0: <laughs> well, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Huntsville. I have, a, I have a trash panda hat. Jack Brown's is my favorite burger spot. Nice. Worldstar's one of my favorite bands.
1: Yeah. Excellent. I like,
0: I like uh, Huntsville. A rich a rich culture. Yeah. <laughs> of rocket science and uh, bowling.
1: Thank, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate oh, it.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you so much.